everybody, welcome back to Pretending With Dice. Uh, it's me, your host, uh, AJ. I don't think I've ever introed it by saying it's me before. <laughs> yeah, trying different things. Um, welcome to the second of our World Building July episodes. Um, for those who missed uh, the sort of announcement things before, all throughout July we're going to be doing uh, a world building episode every week to go along with World Anvil's Summer Camp 2021 event. Um, this uh, this being the, the second episode, um, this is actually the first one where we're going to be answering a few prompts from the, uh, from the event itself. The first one we actually recorded just before the event went live and that, so um, yeah. Uh, unusually, uh, it is just me today uh, doing a solo record on this one. So this one might end up being a little bit shorter than normal. Uh, normally, I've got you know Eden, or last time it was uh, Nikolai, or you know we've had Amy and other people. Normally, I've got someone else to bounce off of. But um, in the in the name of keeping it to one a week um, and the the schedule I wanted to do, uh, it's just me. So. Um, yeah, we don't. I don't normally do these uh, these solo ones, so this might end up being a little bit of a kind of train wreck type thing. But hopefully, uh, you'll stick with me. As I say, may end up being a little bit shorter. Um, but anyway, so the plan for today's one, we're going to look at the first set of prompts that have been revealed for the event. The way that World Anvil are doing the event this this year is uh, they're releasing the prompts in a series of kind of batches. Um, the first lot of which we're looking at today, the copper prompts, uh, were released on Thursday the 1st of July, which so a week ago. The next lot are being released on Saturday the 10th, so that'll be our next episode. Uh, the gold prompts are being released on Thursday, the Tuesday the 20th of July, so that's going to be the next one along. And there's one final diamond prompt is going to be released on Friday the 30th of July, which I'm, I think actually might be after we were going to be releasing the last one so that we might fudge you know where we're gonna put that episode out or or we might just do like a sort of yeah look back at the ones we haven't really sort of touched on um i'm not going to be uh coming up with anything today everything today for all of the prompts um there's 10 prompts in all to start with uh but we are going to look at a couple of them i'm, I'm going to go through what all of the um all of the ones that have been released are um and then yeah we're just going to pick a couple to sort of outline some basic things and um as is my way i will then have uh, to go back <laughs> off recording and um actually write an article based on it uh as always though you can follow along with our um our own personal homebrew world which is what all of the stuff we'll be coming up with uh, goes to uh this is our, where we set all of our DD games and that is our world of valana you can get to that i believe by searching pretending with dice valana on youtube uh either way i'm gonna link it um in the uh, the sort of underneath the tweet uh why would i yeah. Pretending with Dice World Anvil. I don't know why. Did I say YouTube there? Look, it's it's half past 11 at night. <laughs> uh, I will just test this as well, actually. Yeah, I think we've done it before. But Pretending with Dice, Valana will get you there. First result on Google. Okay. So anyway, yes. Let's take a look at these first prompts then. So uh, as I say, we've got the, the first 10 have been released. So yeah, let, let's just read through these then. So first up. Uh, a building associated with healing the sick. Okay, I'm immediately getting some thoughts on that, uh, but we'll come back to them. I'll read through the whole list first. Uh, condition, a medical condition which is feared by some. Hmm, I have to put a bit more thought into that one. Um, 
technology. Uh, oh, this is related as well. All three of these are healing. Uh, a new medical cure, treatment, or breakthrough. Um, a little bit of a, twi uh, a change here then. So next one, species, a species of working animal. I guess a little different. Ethnicity, an ethnicity whose cultural exports are highly sought after. Hmm. We can definitely tie that into some of the nations that we've got sort of already in our world. I'll have to have a think on that one. Uh, next one, item, an extraordinary writing tool or type of writing tool. We can go a couple of different ways on that. I guess that, that, that could either be like a sort of famous, like the quill used at the signing of, you know, <laughs> something or the, the, the quill used by, by the, the monarch or something, or it can literally just be a type of writing tool. Hmm. I like the idea of it being like a relic writing tool, though. That That's maybe the way to go on that one, especially to, to fit in with our kind of D&D type setting. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, location, an area or geographical landmark wrapped in myth, legend or superstition. Well, you know, I like my <laughs> weird places, so I think that's going to be one to go uh, go and talk about on this episode. Um, myth, uh, a myth about a mountain, lake, cave or other landmark. Again, yeah, we've had fun on this before coming up with myths and things because the the, the go-to is like, oh, it's a myth, people believe it and that, and then it turns out that, you know, there's always some grain of truth in them. Um, so that's, that's always fun. Oh, there's a second myth one as well. Okay, the next one as well. A myth or fairy tale about a prophecy, oracle, fortune-telling, or other revelation. That's worded in a very odd way. Um, like, is the myth about a prophecy that was told or...? That'll be my read on that. Hmm. May have to. Um, yeah, that might not be one to come up with on um, on this one because I'd have to come up with a whole prophecy and everything. Uh, and finally, uh, oh, this is right in my wheelhouse. Um, a festival associated with a celestial body. So that is the first ten prompts. A uh, little bit of a little bit of a spread of different things. Three of them all associated with healing. So I guess we could kind of come up with three uh, related kind of articles to do there. But the one that jumps out at me immediately, though, is that first one, uh, a building associated with healing the sick. Now, I think this is something that Eden and I kind of talked about before on one of these, which is that um, maybe not all the healing is kind of done by the sort of priesthood or thing, you know, and whatnot. I mean, it's a and d setting, but not every priest or every, you know, kind of sort of practitioner of medical arts is going to have like divine powers behind them you know healing magic and, and such um there, there's got to be some kind of sort of just general sort of hospital type you know thing you know not everybody's going to have like a cleric on hand to be like no magically heal you know there's going to be people who break their legs and they've got a broken leg and and such and it has to be treated in a regular way um so a building associated with healing the sick i mean yeah, I mean, so some kind of sort of what do you got like houses of healing? Is that a Led Zeppelin song, Houses of Healing? I'm gonna go off on tangents on this. You know what? You guys know what I'm like right now. We've been going for a few years. You know how tangent based I am. Houses of Healing is that Led Zeppelin? Um, have I pulled that out of nowhere? Houses of the Holy. Where have I got Houses of Healing from then? Anyway. Um, yeah, <laughs> sorry, bounce back straight from a, a weird brain fart there. As I say, it's eleven thirty at night. Um, houses of healing. Yeah, I, th I think I kind of want it to. 
I like the, the the kind of connection to the the sort of um, like healing, you know, priesthood and clerics and things, but also the the sort of concept that most, you know, ninety nine percent of all you know people, you know, clerics and things are just going to be regular people who just believe in their god and they're just general priests and things, and that there's going to be some kind of sort of attached building maybe to certain temples or at least every you know in in many places it is going to be attached to the temple where regular people can go and just be subject you know they can get medical attention and such so i feel like and that's not you know that that's not going to be sort of compatible with every single kind of deity we've got in the setting i mean i'll just bring up the deities page here i mean it's some of them it's going to work but like you know that there might be i can see that you know bahamut's temple helping the you know the sort of um is it as a god of justice and life there could be some sort of like you know people come there to have their injuries healed but while the god of murder is probably not going to have a, a hospital in his name you know um or some of them yeah you know uh like it's the fate of goddess of fate and destiny it sort of ties in athletics and endurance i guess that's more of a gym Lathander definitely god of birth and renewal i think that that might be one to focus on then um it's one thing we haven't done i've got i've got this area in our capital city of uh, valane um i think i just called it the temple district actually um let me just i'm i'm navigating my way through the square of the almighty okay i called it in one bit and then elsewhere i've just called it temple district I'm going to go with the Square of the Almighty there and just rename the Temple District. Um, so yet the only kind of building I've got kind of detailed in there is the Cathedral of Bahamut. So I feel like most of the major gods are going to have, like, you know, their, their temples in, you know, some of them massive and some of them maybe just like a little shrine or whatever. But I feel like Lathander is one of the major ones. So maybe a good part of Lathander's temple is given over to this sort of healing kind of um center i don't want i don't want to call it a hospital because i'm trying to it is a hospital um but it's you know i it, i'm trying to sort of differentiate it into this like no we're in a quasi medieval vaguely time set sort of <laughs> setting here with magic and things um but yeah no okay so what, what would we call this it's like lathander's temple but i mean I'm terrible at coming up with names on the spot is the problem. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's, yeah. <laughs> Lathander's Hill Healing House, I guess, kind of what, but that, that's the concept anyway. So maybe this is the largest sort of house of healing in um, in Valenay then, is the one attached to uh, the Temple of Lathander, I think. Might be a way to go on this. As it's the God of Birth and Renewal, that can be sort of, you know, birth is, you know, is a medical thing, you know. Um, renewal could be interpreted as healing of a sort. So I feel like it's not a big stretch to have this be kind of part of their kind of temple complex sort of thing. I'm not going to come up with a name for the temple right now. <laughs> um, putting myself on the spot here. But yeah, having... Um, yeah, so I, I think this is what this is the way I'm going to go on this. Um, building associated with the healing of the sick. I could go with a general kind of, you know, description of hey, here's a sort of here's a general thing that's in most villages, which is true. There's going to be some kind of 
the very least sort of chamber where people sick people are taken but in the name of fleshing out our capital city coming up with the like the the big healing you know cool, maybe i just call it the houses of healing come to think of it you know but branded like <laughs> Lathander's houses of healing um yeah yeah the houses of healing i guess but it's attached to the the temple of Lathander, at least you know normally so i think that's the way to go on that one um i don't know to go into more detail right now um yeah, I th I'm, I'm quite happy with that. As, as a starting point, I think uh, that's the way I'm going to go with that one, um, come to think of it. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm all for... We, we've kind of got these these pages where I've, like, listed out deities and things, and we haven't really got, you know, a lot of them. We haven't gone into any kind of depth past a name and what their, you know, what their deal is. Um, yeah, what their sort of area of expertise. What's the name for that? Like, their place on the pantheon either way um so i'm all for kind of just fleshing those out a lot more and having like a, a physical location in the world where i can say like no here is like the center of worship for lathander and it also happens to fill this prompt on the summer camp thing <laughs> there's houses of healing well i can get two articles out of here i can have the houses of healing and then a separate one for being the central temple and i can link those so i think that's that's an interesting thing um i think as this is me on my own i'm gonna be even more pushing it to be like let me know what you think <laughs> um from from you guys listening i mean tweet us whatever jump on our discord um that's right it's a mid-roll discord ad here jump on our discord and, and tell me what you think we have a whole channel dedicated to the world building stuff um speaking of which i do need to i have to get a permission but i last episode um when nikolai and i um came up with the pudumph the um sort of flightless bird and that we had a wonderful drawing done of a, a young pudumph by um klepto uh, thermia on our uh, on the discord so at the very least it's worth the 100 percent free price of admission to come and see klepto's awesome art so yeah join us on there uh link is in the twitter bio and the contact page on our discord uh, on our podbean site um let's move on so look at these other other prompts then um i'm not gonna go into a like right now i'm not I, i'm gonna try and try and write as many of these prompts as i can throughout the the course of the um the the event i don't think i'm not gonna try and wing a, a medical condition right now <laughs> off the top of my head while recording or a new medical cure treatment or breakthrough I, i'm gonna have to put a bit more thought into that a species of working animal though the, the idea that's come to me like the, of a sort of like a kind of a hunting dog kind of thing. I know this is a little bit sort of Dragon Age sort of thing where they have the Mabari, but like, I, I, you know, I'm not thinking of anything quite so chunky as that. Um, but maybe there's like a sort of a breed of hunting dog, which is sort of uh, renowned as like the kind of companion of, it, it's very much like, you know, it's, it's, it's the rich man's hunting dog, basically. Um, but they're renowned for their kind of cunning and sense of smell and loyalty and such. Um, let's pick a place. Actually, yeah, yeah, I'm going to have them look. They're not just going to be dog. I'm not just being like, hey, it's a dog, you know. <laughs> um, maybe visually, maybe they look a little bit closer to um, 
are they just called African wild dogs? I've been um, during lockdown. My mum and I have been watching um, a program called uh, Secret Life of, Life of the Zoo, and I think they had. I think that's what they were called. African wild dog. They look a little bit like hyenas, but they've yeah. This is them. They've got a kind of sort of blonde and brown sort of mottled pattern on them. Um, I like that as a sort of starting point, maybe not with quite such rounded ears, but I like the idea of these big ears and kind of like a camouflage sort of um, coat on them. Um, but obviously not a wild kind of animal. Yeah. Okay, well, that, that's a starting point then. Visually speaking, think of an African wild dog with slightly more pointy ears. Um, and that that's kind of where my thinking is at off the bat here. Um, where could we have it be? I, I, I don't... Yeah, we, we could have it be specific to a country, I suppose, as well. Like, this is the blah, blah, wild dog. I mean, what have we got nearby? Um, we, could, we could just have it be from Ashala. Ashala is our neighbouring country to our main um, main sort of setting of Valana. The one just to the west is uh, Ashala, which is a little bit more... It's a slightly, just a slightly different culture. Um, but we've already kind of established that there's a lot of kind of that's a lot more sort of lots of nobles with their own little kind of um, sort of fiefdoms and baronies sort of thing. So I, I think having a kind of hunting dog that like hunting was maybe like a big kind of, um, you know, it's a, it's a big event for um, nobles that, you know, that's that's one of the their pastimes a little bit more so than our kind of general, uh, you know, our, our main setting. Although, of course, we can, you know, you know, there's going to be some crossover there. Um, but where we've kind of established it's a lot of like lots of minor nobles. Basically, every village is its own little sort of, you know, not kingdom, but yeah, more so than um, than our main one. Having a sort of a prized kind of like uh, variety of, of dog that's like, oh, no, we're, we're, we're the best at hunts. Yeah, so we're going to... I don't know, call it... What should we call it? Just the Ashalan hunting dog, I guess? I kind of... I mean, that it says what... does what it says on the tin, I suppose. Yeah. I feel like I should know more about dogs, um, just in general, but given... Um, well, I've, I've said it before. I, I have spent quite a few years working for a pet shop. Um, but, yeah. I don't think I need to go into more detail on here in terms of... Uh, and th th today's episode is more just me coming up with some starting points for myself, I think, for these prompts. And having the Ashalan hunting dog, I think, is... Yeah, I'll have to do a bit of Google research on... <laughs> or just on dogs, I suppose. Um, you know, to, to flesh out this article a bit more. But I think that's a good starting point. Just the uh, with, the, with the eye that, like, they're kind of... Uh, they they got ex exceptional hearing, sense of smell. Um, I, d I don't think I want to put in like a sensitivity to magic because we do that too often on these which is just like yeah it's been affected by magic or oh it's you know it's 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 you know infused with some kind of magical energy i don't know if i want to do that for this one maybe it's just like super good at what it does i think and it just happens to have this sort of camouflage pattern maybe not the blonde and that because that's very much it kind of fits with the sort of african savannah and that which is not the geography in the area we're at but maybe just the sort of slightly kind of mottled coloration in that and uh yeah yeah that that's where that's where my head's at with that one the species of working animal anyway so i think that's a good starting point there um 
just sort of got this mental image of like kind of a, a Charlotte noble on a horse with these, you know, a couple of these dogs sort of looking and everybody's kind of like looking majestically into the distance, you know, they're, they're off out on a, a hunt, uh, you know, which hunts something in real life. I want to clarify, um, in Britain, I am not in favor of at all. Um, yeah, getting political this time of night. <laughs> um, I realize it's, it's a controversial topic though. And I do want to, um, state my position on that. Um, much like last week's one where I was kind of forced, was like, we're talking about, oh yeah, it's the pudumph, it's really, really delicious. And I had to be like, yeah, but okay, just need to clarify though, I am vegetarian. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm getting in a lot of weird self-induced hot water on these, this month's um, episodes, but um, yeah. This episode, I think, is going to be the one where people are going to be like, wow, you really went off the deep end in that <laughs> world-building rant. Um but yeah, okay. <laughs> now that I've dug myself into a weird little hole, uh, let's move on to another one. Um, ethnicity whose cultural exports are highly sought after. Uh, for that, that would imply to me like a sort of that there's either it's either rarity or distance or like restricted access is going to be the things that are you know, sort of the cause of it being highly sought after um, or just general quality. Although I suppose it's, that's a little bit less, I guess that's a little bit less sort of um, um, compelling if it's just like, oh no, they make the best stuff. Well, that is, you know, I guess that is a reason why stuff would be highly sought after. But the sort of tough to get is more of a, that that kind of, there's more to work with there in terms of, for me, in terms of sort of stories, if it's like a a type of good which is sort of, uh, hard to import by the people of our um, sort of land of Valana. You know, it's it's get you know it's tough to it's not on it's not available in every market kind of thing. You know, there's the journey to get these goods to um, to Valana is you know hard, or the people who make it are um, just themselves. Like there's some geographical distance or something, or maybe they themselves have got like a sort of export sort of ban or something um i mean we've got quite a few kind of again going back to the nation surrounding it, i don't i think i'm gonna have to go somewhere a little bit more um distant than just the sort of immediate neighbor of um immediate neighbor of, of a charlotte um we did talk about that to the southeast there's this nation called onus which has basically been complete. It, it's it's in the process of being sort of consumed by the expanding auric wastes, um, and we'd sort of said that the people of there are kind of that, that you know life is incredibly hard, so they have to be sort of you know they, they have to rise to the challenge or they won't survive. Um, but e you know even cultures like that are going to be producing certain yeah you know, they they're going to be producing goods and things. Um, but I think because of the sort of the difficulty and the sparseness of the, the sort of population there, maybe it is just like the, what's highly sought after is their sort of expertise in kind of, uh, well, what may, I don't want to jump straight to weapons or something like that, but maybe, yeah, the, the sort of the rarity of, of like goods produced there give it that sort of like, oh, this cut, this, you know. This is a this is a rarely seen um 
I know, poncho from <laughs> Onus or whatever, and it's made of this tough fabric that, you know, doesn't break down in the in the magical field of the auric waste or something like that. So like they're they're hard living, you know, their their place where they live is sort of they have to be quite hardy and, you know, it's a tough life. But as a result, the stuff that they produce also has to be sort of tough, you know, hard wearing and reliable and obviously going to be of a different design to those um other nations around them that aren't afflicted so much by the sort of encroachment of the the auric waste there so maybe there's just that slight difference in kind of um sort of design and purpose and you know as i say the the relative rarity and 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 such you know these things aren't going to be made at, at a scale that goods are maybe made in some of the more populous nations. So maybe that's where I'm going to go with on the sort of ethnicity whose cultural exports are highly sought after. Um, the people of Onus, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to talk about with them anyway. As I say, in terms of the sort of survival kind of desert sort of thing, except it's, you know, it's kind of like a magical sort of desert. You know, there's a, there's a lot to dig down into with them, and I think this is a good place to start with them. Um so yeah, I'm going to go with the people of the people of Onus for that. I'll have a think in terms of goods and stuff, but I've kind of sort of yeah, whether it is kind of just like hard wearing sort of desert stuff, but then I guess any kind of in a society like that, any sort of ornamentation and things are going to be quite precious and hard sort of hard won, if that makes sense. So yeah, I don't know, yeah, so the, things like jewelry and stuff are going to be yeah, it's it's going to be they're going to be rare indeed. So maybe that makes them even more kind of highly sought after. Um, yeah, that's I mean that's that's a starting point. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying at the end of one that's where I'm starting. But yeah, that's that's my starting point. I think on that, um, an extraordinary writing tool or type of writing tool. Um, I think I'm going to skip this one for now. I am going to come back to it for the for the event, but um, I'll have to have a think. I think in terms of I could maybe come up with like like a sort of the quill that signed this treaty or something like this you know well I'll, I'll have a think on that one that one's not really um jumping out at me so much today um an area or geographical landmark wrapped in myth legend or superstition well this is a good chance for me to kind of bring in um an area on one of the other continents that we we kind of briefly have mentioned the continent um, to the north, uh, I guess northwest slightly, um, from our, our sort of regular setting. Um, our regular setting is the country of Valana on the continent of Etrun, which is a kind of temp, it's mostly kind of temperate. It's, you know, uh, analogous mainly to sort of Europe. Um, to the northwest across the Sea of, I want to say, I haven't got my map in front of me, I want to say I called it the Sea of Whispers. I know there is a Sea of Whispers, but I can't remember if it's that one or it's the other one. <laughs> um, there is uh, the frozen continent of Arcturime. And specifically on that, I want to kind of, I think for this prompt, the landmark wrapped in myth, legend, or superstition is that maybe there's a sort of, Deep within the interior there is rarely seen, you know, um, the continent itself is not well explored. There's some, you know, uh, we've mentioned, I think, before about there being kind of marauders um, sort of coming across the sea to 
raid the you know northern coast of, of Valana and that in in the in the past so there's sort of coastal villages there but on the interior of the continent is rarely explored um it's you know it's it's cold it's tundra and then the further north you go it's you know frozen wasteland but i've had this idea there that um sort of unexplored there is this um and, and sort of it, it's been noted by explorers but like no one has had the chance to properly figure out where it came from how old it is um or whatever it is a completely frozen city um ancient and um sort of massive almost you know larger than any city on the um you know currently uh, definitely on that continent um and in my head i've just kind of had it sort of called the the city of giants but i don't want that i want that to kind of be like you know that's what was the person who kind of briefly glimpsed it called it that because it just seemed so huge to them or or maybe there was a you know some frost giants were living there at the time but they definitely didn't build it you know um so it, it's sort of like it's a legend that sort of spread of like oh no there's this huge city there and you know one day we'll get to it and find out what it is and and where it's from and such but it's see other than sort of creatures like say like frost giants and things that have kind of moved in since the city sort of was abandoned it, it's pretty much like a sort of ghost city if you know what i mean i'm picturing architecturally as well i'm, I'm sort of kind of picturing how Asgard is shown in the Thor movies a little bit. So sort of massive on scale, maybe not a huge palace like in the, in, you know, in the center of Asgard in, in those films, but like sort of huge kind of slightly Roman, slightly Greek um, sort of architecture, uh, but like with a sort of, yeah, I don't know. But it caught in sort of a frozen, a frozen hostile wasteland <laughs> sort of thing. Um I haven't really thought much more about it other than that. Um, I will say I don't have an actual origin in mind at the moment, other than like, wow, this would be a cool place to find sort of thing. Um, yeah. So that's a starting point now. And I'm going to, I'm going to keep in my head calling it the, the city of giants. I think until we get sort of, I will come up with a proper name. I think when I write this article, but it's going to be a sort of also known as the city of giants kind of thing, AKA, <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah that, that's what I'm going to go with for that prompt, I think, is just to come up with some kind of, um, even if it's just like a, a brief article being like, hey, this is here, you know, here's some things and I'll come up with an explorer who first discovered it and that hit the, t the myth and tale has kind of disseminated from his expedition, um, I think is going to be the way to go on that one. Um, right. What is next? Um a myth about a mountain lake cave or other landmark uh oh well that's yeah we have we've got a few of those already i might skip this one for now um and same with the next one a myth or fairy tale about a prophecy oracle fortune telling or other revelation as i think i said earlier i think i want to put a bit more time and thought into those ones um rather than just be like oh it's a fucking it's a, it's a lake it's got yeah the lady of the lake i guess i just i guess i'm just ripping that off um i'm gonna put a bit more time and thought into that because we've got i mean the map is expansive and huge and there's plenty of places on there where i can be like oh no, this is a you know 
Sacred Mountain or whatever. And I don't just want to use this as an excuse to finally finish writing article on the winged peak from our uh, mountain climbing adventure previously. Um, so I'll, I'll have a think about this, I think. We'll come back to those ones. Um, so the final one of this first group of copper prompts, um, a festival associated with a celestial body. Now, I did, as one of the um, prompts on last year's summer camp, uh, describe, which was describe an important celestial body or constellation in your world, I wrote a short, um, I don't know how many words that is, it's about 400 words, um, article about the moon of our world, uh, which is called Arn, um, which is, it's a pretty large moon for a, uh, a planet, it's, it's, a little, it's a little bit smaller than our moon, um, and orbits a bit further out than our moon does. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I, actually I wrote some details about the moon. Um, and we need a festival for Iluna, our goddess of the moon. So maybe we have, I think for this one, the festival of Arn, oh, is it Arn, A -N, it's just A-N. Um, you know, yeah, we just call it that rather than be like the festival of Iluna, which, because, you know, it's a bit derivative. We'll call it the Fist festival of Arn. Which is that it's going to be the first full moon of the year, I think. Um, dedications are made to Aluna, uh, you know, the goddess of the moon. And yeah, I, I, I haven't really put too much thought into like Aluna having big temples and stuff. I think Aluna is more of a stone circles and mountainside, kind of, or not observatory, but almost like shrines, you know, wherever you can see the moon the best, <laughs> basically, is going to be. Eluna's sort of um, temples and such. So, but this, this I think is going to be sort of again, it's it's not going to be a highly sort of um, what's the word highly organised festival. It's just like a, a known thing that like oh we're ce celebrating the festival of Arn this weekend because it's the full full moon and that. So people will maybe pres you know some dedications will be made you know personally and privately in the way that people, you know, give up dedications to the, you know, sort of personal things. I'm thinking more on the kind of Roman style, the sort of household gods. It's a small shrine or whatever, or they do things in their own way rather than there being like a giant temple somewhere. There may be a big temple somewhere, <laughs> uh, you know, that, but that's not this prompt. Um, but yeah, as I say, stone circles and things, I think is more what I'm thinking of, uh, you know, uh, for this sort of kind of setting in that um yeah and i'd say for first full moon of the year I, I when i write the article i think i'll come up with a, i'll try and come up with some sort of i don't know proper activities or whatever but i, I yeah kind of i mean if it's the first full moon of the year it's gonna be kind of cold <laughs> i was gonna say sort of you know maybe dancing under the full moon but i guess maybe that is a thing you know sort of um being like well no the weather doesn't matter you know Damn the cold! We have to. We're going to be honouring our, you know, the goddess of uh, goddess of the moon, um, as for the first time in the year, she shows us the moon in its full glory, or something like that. Um, so yeah, you know, let's say offerings. People uh, maybe this is going to be shortly after we have. Um, what did I call it? Oh, I can't remember the name of it. I don't even know. I'm going to cut this out. There's kind of like a winter event which kind of straddles the new year. So this obviously isn't going to be too far 
after that. Um, so, but maybe it, maybe it's a thing that people. Um, we did a whole episode on it. Why am I blanking on that name? A Frostfire Festival, of course it was. Yeah, so <laughs> a bit of a brain fart moment there. Um, so yeah, this isn't going to. I would, you know, Frostfire Festival is straddling the first, you know, the the end of the one year and start of the next year. So there's not going to be a huge amount of time in between. So maybe this is a kind of known thing that those who do honor Eluna um, are putting food from. They're they're holding on to some things from that festival as like a sort of, you know, a knees must kind of thing of like no we you know we we're gonna honor honor Eluna. And we're we're holding on to some of our own sort of hard won kind of um, supplies and things. You know, it, it, midwinter is a, you know it's a tough time for food for a lot of people, but we've got a special bit that we put aside for for the festival of Arn. You know, traditions are important, um, especially sort of in in this sort of quasi medieval sort of setting. You know, that's how people mark the year and such. So I think that's yeah. I'll. Again, we'll end this how I've been saying it a lot all the way through. It's a starting point. Um, but yeah, that is all of the copper prompts. Um, there's a few, obviously, that I haven't, you know, we've skipped over this time. Uh, I will try and get to them. The, I, I never managed to do every single prompt in one of these events. I think the best we've done, we got a silver medal on one of them. Um, but the way I think they're giving out the... Um, Things is if you yeah for the completion badges if you complete ten prompts throughout the whole thing, which I think we're going to do easily. Uh, although I do have to write the articles, which is the the hard part. Uh, you get the copper badge, twenty prompts you get the silver badge, thirty prompts you get the gold badge, thirty prompts and the final platinum uh, or is it diamond? It might be diamond. Diamond, yeah. All of the prompts including the diamond extra one, and you get the diamond badge. Uh, I think we could comfortably do the copper one. Um, and, uh, yeah, but I'm going to try and do as many as, as possible, which it's always fun. And, like, being able to flesh out our, you know, our setting is, is a lot of fun for me. Um, even if it's, you know, most of the stuff we may not ever touch on in-game or, you know, whether it's on the podcast or whatever. Uh, but it's fun for me. I, li- I like having this sort of extra setting and such. Um, but yeah, anyway, I think we're going to call it there on this one. I'd say I said it'd be a little bit shorter than normal, but it is just myself kind of rambling in the dark to myself. <laughs> um, we will be back next week. I, I think I'm going to be joined next week uh, by, I think maybe Liam and Shams are going to be joining me, um, and possibly Eden the week after. I don't want to set any of that in stone, but this is from conversations I've had. So <laughs> it probably won't be quite so chaotic and me rambling on my own. Um, or it might be more chaotic. Who knows? Tune in next week and find out. Um, in the meantime, everybody, though, thank you so much for joining me today. And as always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pretend With Dice. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, but please, please, please do join us on our Discord server. Um Aside from podcast stuff, we you know we do a lot of fun things there, sort of group multiplayer gaming and things, and we're just uh, ramping up to do our first listener uh, one shot. I'm going to be running a few of our listeners on the the Discord server through a an adventure in our setting in the in this in Valana setting. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, who knows? Join the server. Maybe you could play games with us as well. Um, but yeah, as I said, for that. 
the link to get onto the Discord server is a persistent link in our Twitter bio and on the contact page of our Podbean site. It's also on the right-hand sidebar on the Podbean site, so um, yeah, check that out. Uh, and also, for those of you who don't ever go to the Podbean site, if you're on iTunes or <laughs> Spotify or whatever, we are pretendingwithdice.podbean.com. I just realised I never, ever give that out, but yeah, <laughs> come along and join us. And um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will see you all next week. Thank you so much for joining me. And um, yeah, have a good week, everybody. Catch you later. Bye.